0: Hey guys, it's Simon. and this is Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 29th of November 2021 with a live edition of the Wrestling Wrap-Up. The Wrestling Wrap-Up is one video with a handful of news stories all right here for you. And you ain't got to go anywhere to get a bunch of different news. As I've said in the past, you know, I like doing the Wrestling Wrap-Up because I can talk about a number of different topics all at one time. And one of my goals has been to do like a morning news show here live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all the different platforms that we have, but I've never really found a groove with it that I really liked. But here's what we're going to do. And let's, let's, let's talk a little, of what they say, inside baseball for you people that are here early in the live stream or watching later on YouTube. So the plan here is to go live every Monday and Friday at roughly 11 a.m. That is Pacific time, which would be 11, 12, 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern on Mondays and Fridays. And I'll just talk about the news, the news from the last couple of days. I know I don't do as much over-the-weekend news sometimes, so this is an opportunity to catch up. On that weekend news. Then on Friday. We'll kind of recap the biggest stories. From the entire week. And every so often. Maybe throw a Wednesday show in here and there. But that is the goal with this new show. With with, Ish new show. Wrestling wrap up is not nothing new. For the Pro Wrestling Unlimited YouTube channel. I've always done these. Sparingly here and there. I want to say. Yeah. It's been sparingly. I guess you could say. But. But. The plan is Mondays at about 11 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at about 11 a.m. Pacific time. I'm going to go live. We're going to talk about news and all sorts of things. And it's a way for me because I love the way PW Unlimited and I run. I love the way I do quick news hits where I go, all right, here's the news. Boom, boom, boom. We're in and out. Minute and a half, two, three minutes tops. But this is now going to give me an opportunity to maybe discuss some topics a little more to talk about some things a little more, but doing it with a live aspect gives the live chat the opportunity to discuss it with me as well. So, with that, we're gonna test this out. We're gonna test this out for the month of December. I know it's not December yet, but December starts this week. So, I thought, hey, we'll give it a test run, a pilot for the month of December. And if the numbers are good, whether that is live or the numbers, After live as well, if the numbers are good, then we'll keep doing this throughout the new year going into 2022 and beyond. So with that, I want to say once again, thank you for joining me here on November 29th, 2021 for the wrestling wrap up. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stories on the dock for you today. We're going to be talking about some AEW contract news. We're going to be talking about a former WWE superstar who was recently released. Saying that they may never wrestle again. We're also going to talk about a recent tweet Rick Flair sent out. WWE have an issue selling raw tickets tonight, and so much more. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you for joining me here: Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Taking some notes here for the the VOD people watching later. But Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel by hitting that subscribe button with either a tiered subscription or using your Amazon Prime. You're making it a Prime Gaming subscription service deal, Prime Gaming account, and then you get a free subscription to us right here on the flip side We also got YouTube where you can put a super chat or a super sticker in the live chat, or you can subscribe over there as well. You can subscribe over there hitting that button down below because not only the plan now this week, I'm not going to do it, but the plan for the wrestling wrap up is to give you guys boom, 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 boom news. But then we will have an exclusive post show with the wrestling wrap up that will be available only, and this will never go out to anybody else, only YouTube channel members for the Unlimited Army and Patreon subscribers. That will start next week once I figure out exactly how I want to run the post show and whatnot and what exactly extra I want to do there. But I want to sign up now. That's going to be at the $5 tier. We do exclusive news at the $1 tier, and then extra video content will be at the $5 tier on both our YouTube as a channel member and over there on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, let's jump right into it. The topic, the main topic of the show today will be AEW contracts coming up. Some have already been resigned, and some have not that I have gotten possibly some exclusive news on. I don't know if others have reported it or not, but... First off, we're going to talk about what Wade Keller recently reported. Wade Keller of the PW Torch. Keller stated that there are wrestlers in AEW who are looking at their current contract situation and trying to figure out what their next move may be. As as Keller stated the following quote: "There are people I've talked to in AEW who look at their contract and wonder what their deal is going to be next time when when they first when their first signed deal comes up." He continues on by stating. And now. And how much leverage. They're going to have with WWE. New Japan or heck. GCW. With their ticket sales. That they've been doing over the last couple of days. Or even just the indie scene. With being able to book themselves and whatnot. It's going to be an interesting watch. And now. We know a number of AEW contracts. Are coming up at the beginning of the year. We know a number of guys like. MGAF, for instance, did originally sign a five-year deal with the company, I think. Now, here's the interesting thing. I thought, I was always under the impression Cody had signed a five-year deal, but as we're going to talk about here in a second with what more Wade Keller said, it looks like Cody did not sign a five-year deal like we originally expected or intended or thought. So, we do know uh, Bucks. A little interesting news on them. So. Last week's Wrestling Observer stated that the Young Bucks signed a new five-year deal with All Elite Wrestling, locking them in until 2026, but no, 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 no. They stated that they actually only signed a new two-year deal with AEW, locking them in until 2024. Now, the interesting thing there is that two-year deal, that's that's less than the deal they signed when they first signed with All Elite Wrestling back in 2019. They originally signed a three-year deal with the company, but now their re-up is only a two-year deal, which is very interesting. We don't know any details on this new two-year deal. We don't know if maybe they're still executive vice presidents. We don't know what kind of pool they have in the company still. I mean, in most of 2021, outside of using it in storyline, we haven't heard much of the Bucks say, hey, we're EVPs other than we're EVPs and we got pulled in this company we're going to do what we want kind of thing. Other than that, we haven't heard much EVP talk from All Elite Wrestling, or for the young, Young Bucks, that is. And the same goes for Kenny. We know Kenny has been agenting a bunch of the women's matches, so I guess that's still him being an EVP or whatever. We know Cody has a huge role within the company still. We saw it on Road to the Top and whatnot. So that's an interesting one as far as others that have re-signed recently. Britt Baker signed a new contract. I think she said it was a they no, she didn't say. She just they just revealed she did sign a new deal, but they didn't say how long her new deal is for. Also, Scorpio Sky recently revealed that he had signed a new five year deal with all Elite Wrestling. But here's the thing there's a couple of big wigs who we just recently, who I just mentioned a second ago, that have not, uh, apparently, reportedly, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta put that in there, reportedly have not signed new deals yet with the company, and that is Kenny Omega, the former world champion, and Cody Rhodes. Wade Keller stated the following, I've heard the intent, and the hope, is that Cody and Kenny and Tony all come to deals. There's not, There's not signs that any of them want to leave or are disgruntled to the point that they shouldn't be able to come to an extension. But I don't know the situation. Maybe Cody and Kenny already signed extensions and kept it quiet. Actually, I'm pretty sure that hasn't happened now that I think about it from people I've talked to. I think Cody and Kenny might be next in terms of signing extensions. So it's interesting that they haven't re-signed Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega. Now, we know Kenny's contract actually started a month after most people, you know, like the Bucks and Cody and them, because he couldn't have signed till February of 2019 when they all reportedly officially properly signed on, like, January 1, 2022 or whatever. Now, we don't know. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. We don't know. If they actually signed their deals on January one, they had that photo of all them with the contracts and this and that. They announced AEW January one, but word was that most contracts possibly went into effect. I going to say it's January was the seventh or was it the ninth? Hold on, hold on, hold on. When they had the rally, the first rally in Jacksonville, I just want to say that's when contracts may have went into effect. It would have been the 9th of January. So, you know, a lot of people were at that press conference. SCU, Hangman, Jericho. And we had the picture of Jericho and Tony Khan with Jericho signing his contract that day. The Bucks were there. Cody was there. All the different people were there. And again, a lot of people signed three-year deals with AEW. Some signed five, like MJF's original deal was a five-year deal. We thought Cody's was a five-year deal, but according to this new news from Wade Keller, he is stating, no, Cody's under a three-year deal like most others, and his is coming up. So it's interesting. And also, here's the kicker. I said I may have some exclusive news on this. I don't know if anybody else has stated anything about this, but at least before he won the belt, before full gear, Now, the now AEW world champion Hangman Page had not re-signed with the company yet. Hangman, I was told, maybe a week, week and a half before Full Gear, Hangman hadn't signed yet. Hangman had not re-signed with AEW, but they were still going to put the title on him anyways. Because, you know, Tony had this plan. The first four champions, Jericho, Mox, Omega, Hangman. Not deviating from that at all if he can, and he didn't. So he got his first four champions. And I don't know if since winning the title, Hangman has re signed or not, but I was told again about a week and a half before the full gear pay per view hey, Hangman will win this belt. Like that's the plan. Tony's got it locked, but he has not re signed with the company yet. He has still not signed a new deal with this deal coming up in a month and a half or so. So that's the kicker right there. Hangman. Hangman Page may still not be re-signed up with the company. Also, it sounds like, as of Wade Keller's report from a couple of days ago, Kenny Omega hasn't signed a new deal. Cody Rhodes hasn't signed a new deal. But we know of some that have, like the Bucks, the Mm -hmm. AW Women's World Champion Britt Baker, and Scorpio Sky. So if we do hear anything else on contract news within AEW, because it's an interesting one. There's a lot of guys that signed with AEW at the start that were never going to get a look by WWE, but have been a name for themselves being in AEW. That now WWE may go, yeah, we'll look at them. Because uh, we'll steal them from AEW. Not that we really want them, want them. And that's the bad thing about WWE. Not that they want them, want them. But that they may want to steal them from AEW. I'm not going to name any names on who I think WWE could go after. I think you guys can kind of assess that for yourself. Some of the people that may have been on that radar of, hey, they're at the top of the indies. And then AEW came. So, we'll just see how it all does play out over the next month or two. And I think... Going into January is going to be very interesting for a number of guys within All Elite Wrestling. Now, keeping it with the talk of All Elite Wrestling, got that next pay per view, which is Revolution. The Revolution pay per view is usually well. Hold on, hold on, let me get the dates exactly. AEW, cause I think it's always been in March, but it may be like late February, early March. Um, let's see. Revolution 2020 was February 29th and Revolution 2021 was March 7th. So it's always that last week of February, first week of March. We get the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. Well, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and uh, I just lost my notes here. Give me one quick second, guys. Evolution. Two. Here we go. I think I found it. My notes froze up on me, and then I couldn't get. All right, here we go. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Meltzer stated the following quote: While not finalized, the Revolution pay-per-view is rumored to be the first weekend of March likely March 6th at the Amway Arena in Orlando, Florida. The one thing is that the usual live show at the same arena on Friday for Rampage would not be possible here because the arena has a concert booked on the 4th. So the 4th would be that Friday, and I don't know, uh, let's look it up. Who? What's the concert? Amway Arena, Amway Arena, Meltzer did not name what the actual concert is on the 4th, but we can look that up really fast. Why not on the fly tickets events? Let's go March 4th. Bum, ba, bum. Eric church concert. Oh, the chief we got an Eric church concert in the Amway uh, Amway center in Orlando on the 4th. And as we've seen with AEW, they like to run a, a venue, and then run the same venue that weekend for the pay-per-view. And if they are going to the Amway Center in Orlando, they may have to pick another arena. Now, I know I probably should have done my due diligence and looked this up beforehand. I don't know of any other arena in Orlando that they could run. Maybe they run something in Miami. Maybe they do Jacksonville that Friday and then go over to Orlando because Jacksonville to Orlando is what, a a two-and-a-half-hour drive? Jacksonville to Orlando... Drive flights, you know, your flights, um, two hour drive, not bad at all. You got wrestlers that do way worse than that most of the time, but maybe they can do Jacksonville on the fourth and then go to Orlando on the sixth for the pay-per-view, the revolution pay-per-view, which also when looking at that date, the sixth with Meltzer stating the sixth, that would be a Sunday for all the wrestling. Now, we know that Tony Khan does like running Sundays, but he doesn't want to do it when there's competition like football. So, like, Full Gear, that will always be on a Saturday because he never wants to go up against the NFL because he's got interest in the NFL because, of course, duh, owns, his family owns the Jaguars. So if there's ever, like, a late-night Jaguars game, like a Sunday night football game on, on NBC, he's not going to want to run his pay-per-view against it. No. So... Just a little quick note here, like I stated, AW Revolution, likely to be in Orlando, could change. Meltzer did state, quote, nothing is finalized yet. So we'll see if it does take place in the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida on March 6th and where they run that rampage the night before. So moving forward, we've had a couple people in WWE just kind of go missing and then make some announcements on social media and whatnot. So, they've been doing the whole thing to lead to Survivor Series, the bloodline versus the New Day. You know, Kofi got his knee injured by the bloodline and whatnot. And so, um, hold on one second. Steve White says, football is on CBS, not NBC. Bro, football is on NBC, Fox, CBS, and ESPN. I'm talking about the Sunday night game, the big Sunday night football game on NBC every week, buddy. That's what I was talking about. The big Sunday night football game on NBC. Yeah, there's CBS football. We get usually one CBS football here in Fresno. It's the Raiders game every week. But regardless, back to WWE talk. Just wanted to clarify Steve White in the comments that, hey, a lot of different networks host NFL content and stuff. And I was talking about the big Sunday night game every week on NBC. But with that, Kofi Kingston got his, quote, knee injured and has been missing from television for a while, and now we actually know why. Actually, both Kofi and Mustafa Ali are technically on paternity leave. Both men just recently announced on social media that, they'll they've introduced their third child to the world. Yes, both Mustafa Ali and Kofi Kingston had their third child recently. And according to a new report from Fightful, they did write the following. A couple of WWE superstars were granted time off due to paternity leave. For those asking about Mustafa Ali's absence from TV the last couple of episodes, we're told this was planned. And this week, he announced the birth of his child. Fightful learned that Mustafa Ali had asked for a couple of weeks off long ago, quote, paternity leave, and had it approved by WWE. There were those asking if the absence was tied to the vignette that he posted several weeks ago that didn't end up happening. It doesn't appear that has anything to do with it. As WWE sources indicate, he's asked for time off ahead of this. We're also told that originally Ali was slated to be at Survivor Series internally, but the company had enough names for the Battle Royal and extended his leave accordingly. The report goes on to state that Fightful has received several inquiries regarding Kobe Kingston's absence, of late and from WWE programming as well. Kingston is also on paternity leave as approved by WWE. Xavier Woods and Big E have both been involved in a feud with Roman Reigns as of late. And yeah, there you go. So both men were granted paternity leave or personal time off because, well, their wives were about to go into labor. And this is great to see that WWE allowed this, especially with somebody up at the top with Kofi, like, They really could have used Kofi a lot in that story build for Survivor Series with the Woods stuff and the Big E stuff and all that leading into Roman versus Big E. They could have used Kofi a lot. Like, Kofi could have been a very integral part in that, but they they had the foresight to say, you know what, no, you know what? We'll build this mostly around Woods and then Big E coming in that last night to save, or uh, uh, not save because Woods didn't need saving on that last night, to help Woods, I guess you could say, going into Survivor Series. So, good on WWE for giving these guys paternity leave. I don't know if Seth Rollins ever got any. Yes, no, Seth did. Seth was out for a month or so, maybe two. Because he went like a week before Becky gave birth, and he was out till Rumble and such. So, yeah, Becky, Seth, Seth got it as well when Becky gave birth. So, good on WWE for giving paternity leave. We know the AEW would do this as well, as well. We saw them shift plans for, for Adam Page, when he's, his wife was going into labor, he said, hey, I want some time off. I know the pay-per-view's coming up. Tony said, don't worry about it. Go take your time. Next story we do have has to do with the nature boy, Ric Flair, and some of his antics on social media. I should have prepped this before, but let me pull up this tweet right here really fast. Because Ric Flair sent out just... A what the hell kind of tweet. And I'm going to read it for you. I'm going to show it to you. Here we go. Let's pull it up on the screen right here. Rick Flair sent out this tweet that states, like I said, I'm going to die. And it's either going to be next to my hot wife or in the ring next to Sammy Guevara preparing for one or the other woo. And then we got the picture of Rick's wife, Rick in a gym, which looks like Zena's gym, actually. I don't know when this picture was taken. And then him, Sammy Guevara, where Sammy actually responded to this. Wrestling God versus Spanish God. Now, Ever since starting his new podcast and stuff with Mark Madden, Ric Flair's just been on a trip. Ric Flair's just been tweeting out shit recently, going wild, crazy, ham. Just some of the stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pull up a few of these. I'm gonna read some of these just weird Ric Flair tweets. I'm not gonna pull them up on screen, but just some of these weird tweet, tweets. Um, like where is the one? So he keeps saying he's done with WWE. He's over WWE. Yet he was plugging WWE for last Friday's show, where he sent out a tweet saying. The Queen is heading to Greens- Greensboro, A.K.A. Flair Country, for SmackDown tonight. They only made one Charlotte. I'm just her dad, so proud. Woo! So it's like you say you're done with WWE, but you're plugging WWE because your daughter there. And then he uh, tweeted out some stuff about like Black Friday deals for his new Tumblr coffee cups and excuse me, other merch and whatnot. Um. Then he posted, he tweeted a picture of Vince with the egg saying, you can't hide from being the greatest. You own it. And you're the greatest part of it at Vince McMahon. Like this is the guy that said that he wanted out of WWE. He wants nothing to do with WWE. He was blasting WWE recently. Now he's like, what? Just okay. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Like, I don't even know. Like Rick's on Rick's. Back to classic Rick, just saying whatever he wants, doing whatever he wants, being that guy. When when Rick used to be on TV maybe five years ago, we would go, oh, crap. They can't give Rick a live mic because we don't know what the hell he's going to say. We don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to stay on script? Is he going to go off script? Who the hell knows? But ever since, you know, the incident where he almost died, he tamed it up a little bit now he's back to, I can't never die. I'll die one day, but I'm going to do what the fuck I want until I die, Ric Flair. So it's like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He's back to screw everyone, Ric Flair. Like this tweet he sent out on November 17th. So disappointed. I did this out of respect for you, Becky Lynch. It made you millions and made me nothing. After 40 years of being the man. The company doesn't own it, and neither do you. I'll always be the man. Ask your husband. Like, what? In reference to Becky Lynch using the man name and some comments she recently made in an interview where she said, um, quote, look, I saw the tweet, the one that you're ref- referring to, the one that I'm kind of referring to, and I looked at it, and I wrote out a response and would have been quite quiet, biting, quite biting and I deleted it and I let it go because I think it's really sad because this is a legend at one point, this legend, a 16 time world champion, Ric Flair is now jealous of me. It's cool for me. And now, and is now trying to use me to get clout, to promote whatever he has going on next because he's dug himself into a hole with other things. So I kind of was just like, ah, Let me let him out of it because it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. And that's when he was like, oh, you ain't the man. I'm the man. You use that and you make millions and I make nothing and this and that. So it's like, geez, Rick, November has been a wild month for the nature boy, Rick Flair. So going forward, we got some more WWE news here. Which pertains to one recently released WWE superstar. So we all know that there has been releases over the last month or so. I think 18 in total in the last two sets of releases. You can correct me in the chat or the comments below. If it's 18, I think it's 18, something like that. And one of those released was the former woman's champion Nia Jax. Nia Jax was released from the company, went quiet for a little while, then changed her social media handles to her real name, and I'm probably going to butcher her last name, Lena Fainin, Fainy, Fainy, Fainin, I don't know, Fainain, I probably butchered her last name. And so she changes her social media handles and she puts her real name out there and we get these wrestling websites that go, oh, Nia Jax has revealed her new wrestling name, her new in-ring name. Well, well, Nia had to put some old people in their places. She tweeted out the following. LOL. Newsflash, Lena is my real name. Not another quote, ring name. It's just, My name. The name given to me at birth. Calm the F down trolls. In all fairness, quote, opponent crippler would be a solid front runner if I ever decided to wrestle again. But it's highly unlikely. That last line right there. That's only the last two lines. If I ever decided to wrestle again, but it's highly unlikely. So, the former Nia Jax, now Lena Faney. Fanny, Feeney, Feeney, whatever you want to call her. I don't, I don't know what to say the last name. Basically out here saying she might be done with wrestling. She may not go back to wrestling. And I expected this to be 100% completely honest. I expected this. Because where would she go? Who would pick her up with her reputation? I highly, highly doubt AEW would want her. She's not going to work the Indies. I, I don't see her as somebody that would work the indies. Impact wrestling—that's a stretch. Shimmer Shine; those companies—they're not going to want her. She ain't going to be doing ladies' night out shows for title match wrestling. Like Impact, maybe on an offshoot of hey, we need a new, a new, a new name that's got recognition from WWE because we know Impact loves bringing in former WWE people, and so it's like. That's the only option I see for her is maybe, and this is a slight, maybe like a 10% chance, maybe of her going to, or getting even an offer from impact. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't know. I honestly don't know where she would go. And it looks like she don't care who would be interested or not. Cause she may not even be interested in getting back into wrestling. I don't know what she would do going forward outside of wrestling. I don't know if she's going to stay living in Orlando, all that stuff, but it's going to be interesting to follow. And honestly, I've always been interested in when wrestlers are done wrestling, what do they do next? And following up with them and seeing what they do. Like one that really surprised me was a former Rico, Rico Constantino. If I'm not mistaken, he ended up becoming a cop. Rico Constantino. Police officer. I think he became a cop. Um, Yeah. He became a police officer. Which is really cool that he was able to transition and find something else that he really loves and wants to do in this. So yeah, I don't know what Naya is going to do next or Lena is going to do next. That name should come easy to me. That's my aunt's name. My mom's sister, Lena. Anyways. I don't know what she's going to do next. looks like she doesn't want to wrestle or there's a very slim chance. She said, she said right there, highly unlikely that she ever wrestles again. So I'm going to follow and see what she does next. If she maybe does modeling. She's done a lot of modeling throughout her time in WWE. If she maybe gets into acting, maybe the rock gets her into that or something. I don't know. We know she's really close with the rock. She's really, really close to the rock and the rock's mom and stuff. So maybe he can get her into acting I've always thought in WWE doing promos, she's been decent. Better than some. But, I don't know, with the right training and the right right partners and stuff in acting, maybe she can go into that. But we'll see. We'll follow the story. And if we do hear what Lena Fane, the former Nia Jax, does next, we'll look into it. So going forward, tonight, tonight is Monday Night Raw. And tonight's Monday Night Raw actually taking place in a brand new building, the UBS Arena in Belmont Park on Long Island, New York. Now, there's some interesting things to look here because this is a brand new building. Building, I think, just opened like two weeks ago. UBS Arena. Um, they opened November 20th, nine days ago. This is the first wrestling event. In the building. But it's not going to be the only wrestling event. In 2021. In this building. So. Tonight is Monday Night Raw from the UBS Arena. And then coming up on. I want to say. December 8th. A week from. Wednesday. AEW will also be running the arena. But WWE. Has had some hard time selling tickets here. As we got a breakdown of everything going on with the tickets from WrestleTix, WrestleTix does state that as of last night, no, yesterday afternoon. This is of, as of yesterday afternoon. Capacity and the setup for the building is seven thousand one hundred sixty-nine fans. Tickets distributed five thousand two hundred sixty-four. Distributed means sold, given out for free. You know, like. Sometimes they'll say, hey, radio stations in the area. Here's X amount of tickets you can give away for the show and this and that. So that's distributed, given out for free for for promotional stuff or sold 5,264, which means there is 1,905 tickets remaining. Now, WWE was having a hard time about three weeks ago selling these tickets and they started doing some things where they go, okay, you know what? Back on the 28th of October, no, the, yes, on the 12th of October, when they said these tickets ain't moving, they announced Roman Reigns will be there. Now, we don't know if Roman Reigns is going to be on the show or just doing a dark match, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Then, on the 28th of October, 500 plus tickets dropped off the board in a span of 10 minutes. Plenty of seats visibly to the camera, visible to the camera as well and some of the floor seats, likely comp tickets. 500 tickets, just boom, gone all at once. That'd be comp promotional tickets. Then, for Halloween, they were selling two-for-one tickets. Then, on November 3rd, they announced a six-man dark match that will consist of, which is not going to consist of anymore because Kofi is out, but it was originally Kofi, Woods, and McIntyre against the Bloodline. Now, Kofi's out on paternity leave, as we talked about earlier in this video, in this uh, show. So he's out on paternity leave. So they put somebody else in there, maybe Big E, I don't know, against the bloodline. Also, that same day, four-pack tickets went on sale. They're, and they do this a lot. I've, they've done this here locally and stuff uh, here in Fresno for the Save our Center. Me plus three tickets, which if you buy above $15 price tickets, you save on each ticket. Essentially, I think it's you get a $30 ticket for 25 if you buy it in the four-pack, the four-bundle. They call it the Me Plus Three deal. Then on November 26th, they announced two-for-one Black Friday deals. Now, they did also announce this. Other venues for WWE shows also offered this. So this wasn't like an exclusive thing just to try to sell tickets last minute. Then they announced, hey, Edge is going to be on the show. Edge is going to be on Raw Monday. So... I don't know if they could sell those last just shy of 2,000 tickets or not. I don't know if they're going to get a full sellout or not. Again, as of yesterday afternoon, they were sold. They had sold around 73%. Well, not sold. They distributed about 73% of the tickets. Now, here's the interesting thing to look at and compare to AEW. Now, remember, WWE has the show set up for about 7,100 AEW apparently is setting up the show for 11,641 and have distributed 8,573 tickets. They have distributed more than WWE is even trying to sell. And as of last, I want to say Thursday was the last update WrestleTix gave last Wednesday. 3,000 tickets were still available. As of last Wednesday, WrestleTix has not updated this story since. So I don't know if how many more tickets have sold, but not only has AEW sold more tickets, but they're putting more tickets available than WWE is even going to try to sell. Like, they have distributed, again, distributing means sold, comped, and comped given out as promotional stuff. It's all the same thing. So, whew, WWE... You're going to look bad. They're going to look bad. Now, it's not. it may not look bad on television, but from people following the story, it's going to look bad on WWE, where not only did they set the building up to have less seats, but they're not even going to sell as many seats as AEW. They're going to... AEW's going to sell and already has distributed more tickets than WWE is even trying to altogether sell, like... To do a sellout for WWE would be roughly 7,169 tickets. AEW has already distributed 8,500 tickets. So, oh, we'll see how that all goes. We'll see how that all goes. Speaking of AEW really fast, AEW actually announced some new shows. Let's pull that tweet up. that They just tweeted out this morning. They announced some new dates. AEW. AEW. Tweeted out, and also I have it right here. I don't know why I had to do that. New live events. AEW comes to the Wolstein Center in Cleveland for AEW Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday, January 26th. Also, they have announced. Um, why is this tweet not coming up? I cannot find it now. Here it is. AEW also announced they will return to Washington DC the events in DC for two nights of television Wednesday January 19th for a live dynamite and Friday January 21st for a live rampage now if you remember DC was the location the home of the very first ever dynamite so it's cool to see that they're finally getting able being able to go back to Washington DC where it all began where dynamite was born if you may say so. And finally, I do want to wrap this up really, really quickly with just a little hit on tonight's WWE. Tonight is WWE Monday Night Raw. Talked about the tickets. But now, quick hits on what's actually announced for the show. So far, WWE, and let me double check. I haven't checked since we went live. WWE has only announced three things for tonight's Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, so WWE has announced three things for tonight's Monday Night Raw. They have announced that Edge is back. Edge will be back on the show tonight. We have not seen the rated R superstar since he took on Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel inside Hell in a Cell. Speaking of Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins will be facing off tonight against Finn Balor. Last week, these two were supposed to battle. Seth beat down Finn before the match actually happened, before the bell and all that, and Yeah. And then finally, we do know that in a non-title match, and I think I'm going to stretch this one out a little bit more, we got Big E and Kevin Owens. Big E and Kevin Owens will be battling tonight on Monday Night Raw. I think it's a little early to be doing this match, but hey, I don't know what the plans are going forward to building up to day one on January 1st, so maybe this has to do with that, building up something for day one. And heck, this could be like Seth and Finn from last week and never actually even happened. Never actually even happened that is the rundown of everything we know so far for tonight's Monday night raw with that guys. I do want to thank you guys for joining me here. The wrestling wrap up November 29th, 2021. We talked about a number of different stories. If you missed any of this, well, you can either go back and watch it on YouTube or listen to it on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, all all the different platforms that you listen to, audio podcasts, well, you can get this podcast on those audio platforms. Also, one last thing from the chat. Fonzie says, when are they coming to the West Coast? Speaking of AEW, Tony Khan basically only... Basically, Tony Khan said... Well, when we run double or nothing in Vegas, we also want to run a show or two in in the West Coast. So that's basically it. They're going to come to the West Coast once a year. They're going to maybe run like a dynamite or two, a rampage or two, and double or nothing. They're going to do like a week span of stuff on the West and that's it. Really disappointing. Really disappointing as somebody that does live on the West Coast that we're not going to get much AEW. And I could be wrong here. But it, from the way Tony Khan has spoken in the past, it does sound like we're not going to get much AEW on the West Coast. Live, as well, live, live shows. Which is a very unfortunate, seeing how a good handful of their roster, well, a good number of their roster, does come from the West Coast. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, The Bucks, Brandon Cutler, SCU. A lot of these guys are West Coast guys. got a lot of them from Southern California. Then you've got, like like I said, Darby's up there in Seattle and stuff. So it's like, "Ah, I wish they'd come out here more. But, hey, that's the plan. And they think that it's not, I don't know the word. I don't know if this would be true. This is just me spitballing. Maybe it's not as cost effective for them to travel all the way to the West Coast. So they want to, like, do, like, one big shot of the West Coast every year or something. I don't know. All we do know is that before the pandemic hit, the Bucks had multiple meetings with the Toyota or I think it's the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. Toyota Arena. Yeah, the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. The Bucks had spoken with them about running a show and I believe the rumor was and this was never confirmed because it couldn't have happened that that's where the post dynamite double or nothing was supposed to be. They were going to run in Vegas for double or nothing. And then go to LA, Ontario, Toyota Arena for that next Dynamite in 2020. Be the first big show in California, but it never happened. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Twitter.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And if you're watching on podcast platforms or YouTube later, I really appreciate that as well. Remember, this show will be at least uh, hopefully... Two times a week thing. Mondays, 11 a.m. Pacific. Fridays, 11 a.m. Pacific. And sometimes, depending on the news and the time and everything, we'll throw a Wednesday show in here and there. Also, I do want to remind you guys, we'll be live tonight talking about Monday Night Raw. And I will be, even though I said I'm not anymore, but I will be reviewing tomorrow's NXT. Well, that's because tomorrow's NXT is the go-home show for this weekend's a, or NXT War Games. Yes, this coming weekend is War Games. So I will be doing the review of the Go Home show for NXT this week. Again, I'm not doing every week of NXT because the show has not been good since 2.0. But, but big shows and Go Home shows, I will review those. So we will be live tonight. We will be live tomorrow. We will be live on Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite. Then we'll be live again Friday morning for the wrap up and Friday night. Or, well, SmackDown. Do it, that guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.